One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Hey everybody, welcome back to Screen Share, a movie podcast about getting your soul sucked the fuck out of your body. I blew my mic out there. Interesting. <laughs> my name's Adam Cook. Calder. Uh, welcome to Scream Scare. That you know what that sound means. Uh, it's uh, we're in the scary month of movies for Screen Share, a movie podcast about Scream Share, Scream Scare. Calder, how you doing, hmm? bud? I'm all right. How are you? It's a the movie best podcast. Thing to do about at the beginning of a podcast nine. is to confuse the listeners about what's <laughs> happening. It's a we're we're talking. It's a movie podcast about nine, right? Yeah, it's a movie podcast about the film Nine. The whole thing. The whole the whole Every thing. episode's actually about this one. Yeah, because this is the not a lot of people know this. This is the best movie. Yeah, sure it is. Um, we'll get there. <laughs> um so we previously we did uh Alien. Yes. And we did the thing, the thing. Mm-hmm. and we're venturing in a bit of a different direction for this one this one so nine is a an animated film came out in 2009 mm-hmm. it was directed by shane acker who i was like i recognize that name he's probably done other things not really yeah uh he he directed the 20 or the 2005 short film also titled nine uh which was nominated for a short an animated short film oscar Whoa. Which I didn't know. It didn't win. Um, Nards. And before that, and I think also after that, he worked at Weta Digital. Um, he, wor- he worked uh, most notably on Return of the King. The Ooh, third Lord, Lord of the Rings. Hey, where'd that king come from? <laughs> where'd that king come from? He's probably going to return. Um, wow. It, but this film was also produced by Tim Burton, which I'm pretty sure I mentioned thinking was true. Uh in the alien episode but uh it was true up and it is true yeah or i didn't look it up it said it in the credits believe it or not uh and this movie also has a pretty great cast in my opinion Mm -hmm. you got elijah wood john c Riley, jennifer connelly crispin Mm -hmm. glover christopher Plummer, and tom kane your big crispin guy (laughs) not not really but he's a name (laughs) yeah he's got nice yeah uh so this movie, I he, before I get into more facts about this movie, I want to okay. talk about my my connection to this film. Okay. So this is the, the trailer for this movie was one of the first trailers I remember seeing for any movie, um, because my brother showed it to me on our computer, our family computer during our limited computer time that we were allowed. <laughs> Uh, he showed it to me because he was like, look at how awesome this is. Because I think he, the trailer is basically like the shot of Nine opening the window of the first building and it's showing just the ruined, Mm -hmm. like I'm pretty sure the trailer was just the intro bit. 
Um, so it was just kind of like, whoa, what in the world is this? But I was like, that looks cool, but I, it looks a little scary. So I didn't really ever watch it. But then I was over at a friend's house like like seven or eight years later. Um, and he was like, you want to watch a movie? I don't really care what we watch. And I was like, we should watch Nine. So we watched it. I don't think he liked it. But I was like, that was one of the weirder movies I've seen. <laughs> Okay. Like I just, it's just a bit strange, uh, but I think I like it. Uh, <laughs> it's it's just a bit of a weird one. Anyway, so that's kind of my connection to it. Okay. I've it's kind of always been in the back of my head as just like a movie that I've seen and like, but I, almost no one else I've ever talked to has seen. Um, which is part of why I wanted to do it on the podcast because i was like i'm 99 percent sure calder's never seen this film yeah and i hadn't and now you have yeah am i better off f- for seeing it <laughs> we'll see by the end of the episode <laughs> we'll see by the end of the episode uh anyway so that's my connection with the movie had you had you heard of this movie before <sighs> yeah I talked like i vaguely it? remembered some stuff about it but like I don't know. You know me. Not super into animated movies. Yeah. And I don't know. It was just like not. This movie's the movie to change that. Um, no. Um, <laughs> and it's, uh, I don't know. Also just it didn't have like a lot of buzz. So there was no urgency to yeah. watch it. Well, like, there was also almost no marketing for it. They had a trailer. But they the the marketing that they had for it was um, basically that the the trailer was shown before Coraline because that was a Tim Burton film. So he put mm-hmm. the trailer before Coraline, and then a trailer was also shown on G4's Attack of the Show. <laughs> Interesting. I don't know if you remember that. Oh yeah, it had oh, Olivia yeah. Munn on it. Yeah. Um. So that was basically the extent of their marketing, I'm pretty sure. Maybe they showed it like one other place, but like it, it I mean, it's, it was 2009 or 2000. Yeah, it was 2009. Mm-hmm. So it's like marketing wasn't really the way it is now, but uh, even then it, it wasn't very highly marketed. That being said, it did make more money than I thought it did. Yeah, I thought it. I assumed it was a bomb, um, but the budget was well. It's a bit of a bomb. The budget was thirty million, and it made forty eight point four million, which I thought it was going to be like it made six million dollars <laughs> or something. Um, but th- it made I, its money back. I think that marketing strategy is not that bad to like put it on a gaming show and to put it in yeah. front of another big animated movie by the same person because like those are the main people who are gonna see this you'd think yeah because people who are into freaky shit and people who uh gamers but like the so the whole movie is essentially like a video game plot okay if that makes sense like even the first scene is like the start of a game when you like wake up and then you, 
you see something and then you open to the grand world that you'll be able to explore. Like that happens in like yeah. Fallout. That happens in like most open world games. Yeah. And the first like 11 minutes has almost no dialogue. Yeah. And like maybe it's just because it's computer generated, but like the way the camera moves and like the sort of shot selection of it is very there, there video There was game. one shot where he's like making his way from... uh where he starts to the window yeah and it's like a static shot where he's going literally from one end of the screen to another and i was like that's literally like a side scrolling game mm-hmm. uh where it looks like i don't it reminded me of like a limbo or inside like yeah. those kinds of games um and yeah like, so i get that there's also just a lot of sequences in it and like ways that things are shot that feels like a video game cinematic cutscene or like quick time event is going to pop up. Sure. So like, I understand them being like, Oh, maybe people who like video games will like this because it like looks like one. And also <laughs> kind of feels well, like one. Also actually, I, this isn't something I looked up, but, uh, I want to see when the first little big planet came out. 2008. Okay, so the short film came before the first Little Big Planet came out. But I remember that being kind of a draw for me where I was like, the main character kind of looks like Sackboy from Little Big Planet. Yeah, and you're obsessed he's, with Sackboy. Cl- I was certainly at the time. No, you still are, in a way. My PlayStation... I'm not going to actually say my PlayStation. You should PlayStation dox yourself. I think that's a good idea. <laughs> but it has Sackboy in the name. Yeah. Which is like... That just shows my mindset at the time. But, like, he's made a... They're made of cloth. Nine specifically has the zipper on the front. I was like, that's basically Sackboy. That's the main mm-hmm. reason I wanted to watch it. And then it was not... The movie was not at all like Little Big Planet, obviously. Um, yeah. But, uh... You want me to go, like, finish up my facts sure. real quick? Like, go the base it. facts, and then we'll jump into thoughts on the plot and things like that? Have a ball. Um, so, uh, Roger Ebert, the, the, the reception when this movie came out was like, currently on Rotten Tomatoes, it has like, I think a 58% or something, um, which not great. Um, but at the time, Roger Ebert gave the movie three stars out of four, um, contrasting it with the works of Hayao Miyazaki of Spirited Away Howl's Moving Castle and others fame uh, and he said quote nine is nevertheless worth seeing the visuals are entrancing keep in mind it's 2009 mm-hmm. <laughs> but like I do kind of get that like nothing like no animated movie really looked like this at the time and I'd also argue no animated film has looked like this since i don't know if that's a bad good thing or a bad thing but it's like it's very it's very like dystopic there's mm-hmm. like some very adult things like there's a yeah. man dead on the ground first scene mm-hmm. and then later he goes outside into the streets and looks into a car and there's a dead woman in the car holding her dead child yeah like <laughs> 
this, this ain't your regular old Pixar, folks. Uh, is basically what I'm saying here. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so Roger Ebert liked it. The general sentiment by critics widely at the time, though, was that it was very imaginative and, like, cool, but ultimately the narrative was, like, not really there. Yeah. Um, which is kind of how I... Because I haven't seen this movie in a long time. That's kind of how I felt walking away from it this time, where I was like, I kind of loved that, but, like, when I think about what happened in the movie, it's not really a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's well, kind of where, where I'm at. It's like... Maybe you won't like me saying this, but it's like a video game story. Oh, really? <laughs> um, it's like a video game story where it's like pretty basic. Like I feel like a lot of video game stories that are told to be like so good are so good because they're so big. Whereas mm-hmm. when you like strip down the ability to like go on side missions and like add a little bit of depth that way and do a little bit of this and you like control whatever and you get attached to it when you take all that stuff away it's just kind of like this guy's trying to get here and then he has to like do the right thing to get the thing out of the thing and then that's it yeah and like you'll meet a guy on the way but i don't know there's There's no real ultimately like like three locations total and then like the wasteland i guess is kind of a fourth location But, like, ultimately, it's, like, the scientist's house, mm-hmm. and then, like, I think it's Notre Dame Cathedral. Is uh, like, Yeah, I uh, guess. I was trying to, like, figure out where it was. So, I guess France makes sense. I think, yeah, I think it's the Notre Dame Cathedral. Because they yeah. also kept referring to it as Sanctuary, which mm. uh, Notre Dame has also been referred to... I'm pretty sure it's referred to that in uh, Hunchback of Notre Dame. They call it Sanctuary. Anyway. Yeah, I don't really watch um, stuff like that. I've never seen it either. That's just something I read on IMDb Facts. And I said it like it was something I thought, but it was something I read, and I apologize for my deception there. And Um, this will be the last episode with Adam on it. Um, The third location was the Robot Factory. But that was... That's basically the three locations. I just... Um, there's no, like... And maybe, I guess, the story justifies this in a way, having the doctors... Because the thing that these little guys are, are little elements of the doctor, or I don't know what they call them, the professor, the doctor, scientist, Yeah, he went full Voldemort. Yes, scientist. Is yeah. What he's credited as. Um, but... uh yeah, he went full Voldemort and split his soul into a bunch of pieces mm-hmm. um, and put them into these, like, they're not even, like, dolls because they have, like, mechanical parts and, like, I mean, and they have souls because they have yeah. pieces of his soul. Um, so they are living beings, but they are also, like, I guess they're uh, the closest thing you could compare them to is, like, uh, a cyborg in a way where it's like, like there's mechanical yeah. parts of them but like they are a living being um, which guess. is made very apparent <laughs> when their souls are sucked from their bodies which we'll get to but, but uh, like, I guess that's their justification for the characters kind of being pretty thin mm. and like 
I don't think the Elijah Wood character changes from the beginning to the end of the movie. Other than just becoming more, like, sure of himself and, like, courageous, I guess. But, yeah. Like, but even then, He like, kind of does that less than halfway through the movie and then yeah. just does that for the rest of it. Um, so it's just, like, yeah. there's not a lot of character progression. I think the visuals are... Though they're, like, kind of cool, they're a little dated. And even, like, talking oh, yeah. about the other movies that came out this year like the other nominations for best animated feature were like Coraline and Fantastic Mr. Fox and Up and yeah um like I get that Disney well yeah comparing this to Up is kind of like that's kind of the most telling thing Mm -hmm. is like I look at Nine and I'm like yeah it came out in 2009 yeah the visuals are a little dated but then it's like I look at Up and I'm like holds up Holds yeah. up, up, holds up. Nine is hit it nine. harder. You got to hit that harder. Up is up. But yeah, you're kind of just watching. And you're like, kind of looks like a PS3 game. And yeah, that's okay. Like and PS3 it's got the story game. of a PS3 game. So like, why is this just not a game? I mean, honestly, you comparing it to a game so much has made me think like, They just jump between those three locations we mentioned a bunch. Mm -hmm. But a lot of the time, it'll be like them being at one location and being like, let's go to this one. And then they (laughs) do. Yeah. (laughs) It's like that gap could be filled with like gameplay. (laughs) Or there's like crossing the wasteland or whatever. There's even the little moments in between, like when they build the like little light stick thing, the light bulb on the stick. Where it feels like that's something where, like, there'll be a quick time event, and then they, like, put it on, and then they get it right. And, or, then, like, and then after that cut scene, it cuts to you about to go down that tunnel they were yeah. about to enter, and a little thing pops up in the corner that's like, tips, you just received the lantern stick. You press X to, like, yeah. turn it so on. Yeah. The whole time I'm watching, I'm like, like... Why is this not just a game? Like, I, so fun fact: a video game was made of this game, but it was a mobile game, mobile. right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which, uh, yikes! I don't know. I don't know. I just this movie feels inessential, I guess. And not that every mm. movie has to be essential, sure. But I was like, it's kind of like, why is this a movie? You know, whereas like, I feel like good movies justify why they're movies instead of maybe a TV show or like a short film or a video game or something. Oh, so this is like something that's like, why is this a movie? Yeah. Like it should be in another. I here's the thing. I've never seen the short film. Maybe it's something that exists best as best as a short film. I kind of, I do agree that like, and it's basically what happens in here. Like it's got but just shorter. a similar plot, and I think they have less of the characters, because hmm. um, it was a student short film, so he didn't I, have. Too well, many yeah, he uh, Shane Acker uh, made it while he was at UCLA. Yeah, apparently, but um, yeah, I do feel like uh, my like. I mean, it was clear by how much I mumbled and grumbled <laughs> at the beginning of the pod, but like, I don't really know how i feel about this movie i think Mm -hmm. that it's very cool and i'm glad it exists but also like 
I'm not here to try and convince anyone that it's like a hidden gem masterpiece. <laughs> I do think that there's like aspects of it that I really love and think are really cool. Like, I genuinely think that like the soul taking thing and like the idea that a scientist made a robot like for good but then it was twisted like it was taken away from him and used for bad and it just like like the scene where they do a flashback to war and it's Mm -hmm. like machines versus man and the machines are just absolutely destroying and then they like shoot out this gas that just kills all life Mm -hmm. and like hearing one's monologue where he's like we just hid in this cathedral the sanctuary and waited for it to become quiet Mm -hmm. and it's like man that's like kind of i don't know i just think that like because the movie is also an hour 19 minutes total and that's like including credits and everything yeah it's not a long movie at all i'm like maybe if this movie was like an hour 40 or something Mm -hmm. maybe like and it, if it honestly, if it was stop motion instead of CG, like this would be a great stop motion yeah. film. I feel there were even some shots where I briefly was like, "That kind of looks stop motion." Mm-hmm. Um, but like, if this was like an hour forty-five stop motion movie, I feel like it would be a lot better and fulfill a lot more of its potential. Because um, you'd be able to spend more time with the characters, you'd be able to build like the world more and like the Mm -hmm. history of like what happened yeah i feel like you could make the main antagonist and like final confrontation a lot more impactful if you built up to it longer Mm -hmm. um i don't know i i guess my thoughts on the movie are that it it has so much potential in it um i just think that if it was reshaped a bit, it could probably be a bit better. Yeah. I think it's just kind of weak narratively. And I think it'd be a really cool movie if this was the first of someone's like long career and you're like, Mm. Oh, this was his first animated movie. And then he went on to make like a bunch of cooler stuff. And like his ideas were a little more realized. Yeah. That would be cool. But then I guess he, hasn't been given the opportunity to do that because he's Mm. still been making short films and stuff. Um, Yeah. So I, I I don't know. It's just, I was a little like coming out of it. I was a little confused as to number one, how this movie got made with such like a kind of weak script for such like a pretty decent amount of money. Like $30 million isn't, something to scoff at a a pretty weak script made by a pretty novice director yeah um and like a kind of risky idea like to make Mm -hmm. a very adult targeted animated film uh (laughs) like especially at this time kind of when it i feel like 2009 is like right in the middle of animated films are exclusively for kids Hmm. um but uh i don't know yeah it's it's a bit weird that it's made and then also that it had such a like 
strong cast. It's just like a bit weird how it was made and why it was made. Yeah. Um, which I think is part of why I like think about it and like it. Um, which also, by the way, completely forgot or maybe just never knew until watching this time when John C. Riley's character five started talking. I was like, is that John C. <laughs> Riley? I had no idea he was in this. Um, anyway. Yeah. It's just like filled with a bunch of cool ideas that really yeah. like it's, it feels like a video game world, mm-hmm. you know, where like you can investigate, like go into like a house and see how the people lived or something like that. Dude. And like, like the first person that nine meets is two and he has like this big like basically like action wagon full of like a bunch of random shit yeah and like nine almost like he picks up a bullet and almost like goes to hit it on something yeah sick (laughs) dude's like stop why would you do that Which which is uh, only the second weirdest decision for Nine to make in this film. Um, <laughs> the first being to put an, a thing he doesn't know about into a thing he doesn't know about, which results in his best friend up to this point getting his soul sucked out. Yeah. Um, There's also, like, some interesting characterization, I guess, of the little guys, because I don't yeah. know how they're feeling pain. Because they're like metal and like mesh, I guess. There was a point where um, they're running. I think it's when they first activate the like big, the big robot. Mm -hmm. Um, And they're running and then they like hide behind something and five is literally like. (gasps) Yeah, but he doesn't have lungs. Why? I like guess I get it. But like, why are you out of breath? Yeah, I, I, I didn't love how they dealt with, like, humanizing the things, because, like... Well, that's part of why I'm like, if this movie was longer, I feel like they could play more with, like, these are living beings, but they are not organic beings. Yeah, you know, you, you have, like, 12 minutes left, and then they drop that on you, and you're like... So, all of them have taken on the personalities of him? Because even at the start, before Nine's even, like, spoken to someone, he's trying to speak. But how would he know how to speak, I guess? Well, he, he like, goes to call out to someone. Which, yeah, but, like, why know. would that even I feel be... Like a, I feel like baby animals, without knowing that they have the ability to make sound, they, like, call out to their mothers or whatever. I feel like that's not that egregious. I don't know if it's egregious, but I, it just hit me as confusing as to, like... Why is it already, like, a full person and, like, mm. trying to talk and, like, trying to do all this stuff? Yeah, and I guess yeah, it's the only because thing it's they really do is he, ha- he struggles to walk for about two seconds. And that's, like, the extent of him figuring it out. Yeah. And then, like, sometimes their sack getting pierced will hurt them. Other times it will hurt them. But also they can, like, hang off a harpoon that's through one of their legs. And have two people hanging off it. And, like, it's just kind of fine. So, like, I don't know. I I didn't quite get the the characters. 
Well, yeah, that's that's just another one of the things that's like it doesn't ruin the movie, but once you start thinking about it, it makes you go like, okay, but like I feel like they could have done that better, which I feel <laughs> like is with most aspects of the movie. Yeah. Where it's like that's not a bad thing, but like I wish I knew more or they clarified it better. Um I do want to quickly rewind back to something that I was saying. I brought up uh, two having the wagon of random stuff. Mm-hmm. But the reason I brought that up is because we're talking about it being a video game. And I'm like, the idea of like going around and collecting random trinkets, like that makes sense. Like the idea that you could pick a companion, maybe it's just because I've been playing Baldur's Gate 3, but the idea that you could like pick a companion out of the group of characters, like Sanctuary is the hub, but like you can be like, all right, five, I want you to stay here. Seven, come on with me. Mm -hmm. Uh, And you can like play all of them. I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of potential for a nine video game or I kind of genuinely, I haven't thought about it before, but I would love a stop motion film that's longer that would be cool um yeah but i don't I, think it's ever gonna happen and i find it weird because like tim burton is like releasing stop motion movies at this time and he gets people who have worked on stop motion movies for him to work on this like one of the screenwriters yeah um she worked on like the corpse bride and Actually, The Corpse Bride, I think, is also produced by Tim Burton. But um, she's worked on, like, Tim Burton-produced stop-motion films. But this isn't stop... Like, I just don't... I don't... I don't know. I don't really get it. I do, yeah. It's confusing, and it feels a little boring because I'm like, there's so many things to think about that kind of, like, irk me, and there's mm-hmm. so little plot that it's kind of just, like... What is this? Why does it feel like they didn't put enough thought into this when they were making it, you know? Yeah. It feels like they had a lot of really cool concepts, but did not have the connective tissue to make it kind of work together. Like, I feel like individual scenes, I'm invested. But then when we change to a new scene, I'm like, uh, okay. Where, like, I don't feel like that was, like, I don't really feel like I understand what's going on or, like, anything is being resolved here. Um, and yeah. even at the end, even though I kind of l- like the ending, I'm still unsure of what's even really happening. <laughs> um, which, let's put a pause on that for a sec. Okay. And let's let's talk about some actual plot stuff i know we're talking about how the plot is thin but i guess i mean more like moments because you did mention that there are some things in the movie that you think are good and some things you think are cool so let's talk about some cool and good things about the movie okay what's a cool and good thing showing a dead body in your first scene (laughs) yeah sick sure um what did you think of like um the when because they let's just quickly run through because there's not much to run through because it's pretty uh paper thin okay but uh nine wakes up uh he has no voice he looks out the window it is an absolute wasteland it looks like fallout new vegas um 
That's and scary. Uh, but he he sees two mm-hmm. uh, with his little wagon. So he runs down. He bashes two in the head with a wrench <laughs> or something, um, which is apparently just fine. Uh, but two is basically like, whoa, like I never thought we'd ever see you or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then is like showing him stuff. And then nine shows two the thing that he found in the scientist's office bedroom house whatever which is this round device that has three buttons with symbols on it which we later learn is what like he has the ability to to, like access a soul or like take a soul and put it in something else yeah but i don't know so why did he put that on the machine why did nine do that no why did well why did nine do that but also why did the scientist put an adapter for that on the machine was he gonna put his soul into the machine see that's one of the things that i think isn't very clear i kind of assumed that like because he talks about the the like robot being something that was made for good Mm -hmm. so my assumption is that the original plan was that like the machine would use that device maybe to create life in some way. I mean, he also um, made it with a big giant red eye in the middle, so that's not a very like yeah. friendly looking machine. Yeah, that's fair. Um, <laughs> that's that's a reasonable thing to say, honestly. Um, I'm trying to think of anything with a big red eye that's good. You. Thanks, man. You in pictures um, on a summer's day. Anyway, so two is like, whoa, you found it. Six is always draw- drawing this. Then a big robot dog comes and <laughs> takes two away. The beast. Um, the beast. Well, yeah, they refer to the beast, and they're referring to this one robot dog. Mm-hmm. Um, then it takes two and the device. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, who who finds nine? five finds nine yeah Um, but i think it's because he like passes out yeah and then he wakes up with five holding scissors above him and freaks out. yeah because he was because he was cutting he like sewed him back together Mm -hmm. and was cutting the string but uh nine thought that he was about to cut his head off can i just interrupt real quick yeah these little guys are called stitch punks stitch punks yeah in in the lore they're called stitch punks that's, what do you uh, think of that? Sackboy like or Stitch st- Punk? Which one's better? I like Sackboy better. <laughs> well, technically, Sackboy's called a Sackling, I'm pretty sure, because there yeah. can be Sack Girls, too. Or Sack Why don't they or call no, it so a they sack- say Sack People as well. Why don't they call it a Sackboy Girl? So they're all Sack Boys. And then there's also the girl ones. I don't know. That's pretty, that's pretty mid. Uh, you know what else is mid? What? I don't know. <laughs> I thought you were gonna be like this movie. Um, <laughs> so five finds him. Five finds him. Basically introduces him to uh, to well, eight, who's the big beefy guy. Yeah, because one and eight storm in, and like, and one's like, "Oh, keeping secrets from me, you are." And five's like, "I just haven't told you yet." And he's like, "Ah, go to the bridge." Or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Well, yeah, because one is, like, very, like, 
he's like elderly stuck in his ways like uh he he wants everyone to just like not go out, like literally just stay in not go out or do anything Which until the beast sick. just randomly dies mm-hmm. and um, it's obviously going to happen at some point i guess but like i don't think he knows how machines work wait so i now i have a question yeah what happened to the machines before did they somehow figure out a way to turn off the factory, the humans? That's a great question. Or like, like, how did it just all of a sudden get quiet? I guess not all of a sudden, but eventually get quiet, right? I'm guessing that maybe like... Well, yeah, I guess we don't really see a lot of like broken down robots in like the wasteland of the world we see like cars and like other random shit like warplanes. maybe the scientists took back the little medallion because it was powering the robot oh maybe and then they couldn't figure out how to start the big robot was making and maintaining the robots Mm -hmm. um but then he took the soul thing away. It lost its power. Um, and, then and then everyone... I guess they just kind of fell apart. So I guess eventually... Actually, eventually the beast would have... Like, yeah, I guess so. Silenced. Yeah. But um, anyway, so basically... Uh, oh, yeah. Because... Uh, so five is like two is alive because he assumed two is dead and nine is like yeah he's definitely alive he was alive when he was taken at least one is like you guys should stay here uh and nine is like no and him and five go off to save two they go to the big robot factory nine gets his little light bulb staff which i did kind of like them crafting it or whatever that was like a fun little little thing um anyway but uh then they go forward, they find two, um, they try to save him, they're attacked by Robot Dog. Do they meet Seven here as well? Yeah. Then okay. Seven comes in, and she has, like, this little dead bird skull as, like, a mask helmet, which is cool. Anyway, she just destroys the dog, which I'm like, well, the beast is silenced, literally everything is fine now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and then Nine's like, what if I put this thing in this thing? And then yeah. massive robot is made, and he sucks the soul out of two. He like grabs him by all of his limbs, and he it shoots a laser because it's three pronged. It's got mm-hmm. three prongs, and it shoots one into each of his eyes and one into his mouth, and it literally sucks the soul out of his body. It's pretty sick. Yeah, and it's a little horrifying because mm-hmm. up to that point, it's like, oh, this movie's like. A little dark and dreary, but like, you know, we're just just fighting some robots here. That's like a bit of a turn in the movie, in my opinion. I have a bit of a challenge. It's not horrifying. I think it's a little horrifying. Maybe it's just me. It's like, I I think it's like, I mean, if that's horrifying. I don't know if horrifying is the word. If that's horrifying, Indiana Jones is the exorcist. <laughs> I th- I think it's just because it's like it's not really like um I guess expected that it would like cuz I, I I remembered it kind of being like um maybe 
I don't know what the right word is. But, Spooky? Uh, maybe. I was going to say damning, but uh, I don't think that's the word. But I don't know. It's just kind of like, uh, kind of almost like gross and like it, it, a bit. I find it a bit scary that there's just like a massive robot that has the strength and power to very easily just like without like even seven who's the most capable person in the movie or character in the movie like when she gets kidnapped like she's about to get her soul sucked out and it's like there's nothing she can do at all even eight who's massive and supposed to be strong he can't do a single thing gets his soul sucked out like it's just a little i don't know maybe it's just me i find it a little spooky scary what do we think um, about the only female character kind of coming in like a wild style and the lego movie and saving the day <laughs> pretty i don't know pretty cool i was just who's, who's a better sidekick heroine seven or wild style wild style because she's annoyed that the dude is getting all the credit even though he's not doing anything right yeah. or good and i think that's interesting i just think this is just kind of like Oh, we guys, we put a girl in, okay? Like, chill. Sure. I, I well, don't I'm pretty know. Sure one of the t- I'm pretty sure one or both of the twins are also. I guess, um, but they're they don't talk. They just flash their eyes. That's that's true. Like, uh, I just <laughs> I don't true. know. I was just kind of like, this is this is all we get with this character, <laughs> which yeah. is kind of how I felt with every character. Where it's like, okay, well, that, just, that's why I feel like big. it should. I, that's why I think like an extra half hour would uh, would benefit the movie a lot because it does kind of feel like one is old, yeah. two <laughs> is old and nice. Yeah, one's three, old and mean, two's old and nice. Yeah, three and four are twins who click their eyes. They got yeah. photographic memories, so maybe the, the scientist had a photographic memory. Five is nervous. Yeah. Six is crazy. Six is wacky. Seven is cool. Mm-hmm. Eight is big. And nine is protagonist. <laughs> yeah, it's and, just kind of like... like, we don't really dip away from those descriptions, um, which is why, like I said, I feel like gaining some extra time and maybe, uh, I don't know, getting a bit of a rewrite in there might... Uh, I think would benefit it a lot that that's like I've said it like twice before already but that's kind of like the main thing about this movie is that like the concept and potential are good in my opinion Mm -hmm. it's just like how it actually came together is like just fine yeah Um, Um. but to continue the plot basically they go Two gets his soul sucked out. Seven, five, and nine run away. Uh, they go back to the sanctuary, basically to be like, "There's a big problem. There's a big robot." Um, and uh, there's a big action sequence there where a bird robot that the big robot made comes, mm-hmm. and like they do a bunch of stuff to suck it into a a warplane propeller. It's kind of like wacky, <laughs> crazy. Um, but uh, then they, I think then they basically decide like, oh yeah, if the cathedral burns down. 
Yeah. It's like how life imitates art. Interesting. Notre Dame burned down. Wow. It's like you planned it or something. Um, <laughs> and then they uh, go so to that library, right? Uh, no, that was before. I actually want to talk about the library because that, that's cool. I think that's when they first meet Seven. Um, or no, so yeah, no. They, I think they, yeah. they go to the library before they go back to the cathedral then. No, because uh, that's when Eight gets taken. Right? Or am I thinking about a different thing? Where's the thing where Eight sits on the hand and then gets high with the magnet? Yeah, which I, was interesting. I think that's just at like, or no, that is at the library, but that's the second time they go to the library. Oh, okay. The first time um, is like, I think they go there right after two dies. Oh, and then he meets the twins. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I really like the library. So basically like uh, the twins, three and four, they're just like, all they do is read and take pictures of things they see and document them. And I think they scrapbook. It seemed like, like there was glue and cutouts everywhere. And they have this system where in this big book, they have strings attached to certain pages and they can take the string off a page and put it on like this platform and it will take them to where that string leads to in the library and bring them to like the information that like that part of the book was re- like referencing, I guess. So I guess mm-hmm. they, the scrapbook they made is more of like an index or a table of contents for the library. So then they ride this platform and they watch this little video basically that summarizes the history where it's like the scientist made this robot for good, but then like the, uh, I guess commander, dictator, fucking president, whoever it was. Yeah. Of I assumed Russia, but or Germany. I thought they were Nazis. Yeah. Because it said uh, in 1940. Yeah, they take the robot away from him to create an army, Mm -hmm. and then uh, when the robot like turns against humans, they blame the scientist. Uh, and then that's basically when uh, the scientist is like, I've got to save life on this planet by putting myself into these, uh, these what were they called? Stitch punks? Yeah. I The plan the scientist has seems a little short-sighted, I guess. You're making like nine living things. Yeah. That can't reproduce, I don't think. Yeah. Unless they learn how to make more of themselves. Yeah. I guess it's like, maybe this is a prequel to robots. You ever seen robots? (laughs) Everything's a prequel to robots. Um, But I I don't know. The the plan seems a little half-baked. Yeah. And also like the commentary on science being used for evil. I don't know, feels a little underdeveloped because it's kind of like, of course they would use this thing for evil. You're working for evil people. Like, well, yeah, there was the part of the thing where it's like, and he didn't keep up his side of the deal. And it's It's like, like, I'm not, I'm not sure 
have you seen the clothes this man is wearing? It's he like he's wearing an a military uniform. I'm pretty sure he's not here to create life. I mean the the guy's like essentially Hitler, right? Like yeah. I feel like that's a fair analog to draw. So like I don't know why would you think it would be used for good? Yeah. That's, and also, that's a why criticism. give it the capability to steal souls if you have the right piece? <laughs> yeah. And also, well, like, I don't think it's I don't think it has the ability to steal souls. It was the, uh, or I don't think that was the intent. At least I think in his mind it was like this has the ability to like. Or, I don't know because the way he used it was it took pieces of his soul and put mm-hmm. it in something else but, but a robot, the robot has just no soul. uses it to take the soul out of the stitch punks <laughs> and just like hold cool on name, to cool them name. so he it takes them rather than like putting it in something else it just takes them and puts them in itself i don't know um, it seems like a short-sighted plan and also another kind of problem that i have is like I don't think it makes sense to have nine going back a little bit, put this thing into a robot, right? Cause he knows they're going to basically the robot base at this point. I don't think he knew it was a robot. I think he just thought it was the wall, but like you're I, also in the robot base. I just don't find it super believable mm. that like, He's just going to go around putting stuff in. If he accidentally accidentally hits a button, I find that more believable because it's like a clumsy new life thing. But it's like this thing is too was amazed when you found this and it's the most important thing. And like I all that. I do think that's also a thing that bugs me in almost any movie where it's like maybe... I mean, actually, I guess they did. I was going to say maybe, like, make sure to tell Nine not to fuck around with random shit. But, like, Two kind of does that. Like, Nine is about to bash a bullet into the mm-hmm. wall. And Two is like, don't do not do that. We don't know. Like, this is a dangerous world we live in. We don't know what all this stuff does. Yeah. Like, you've got to be very wary. And then Nine puts something he doesn't know about into a thing he doesn't know about. Yeah. And it's like... It just seems like stupid. Like, yeah. it seems. It does feel like this movie has a lot of for the sake of the plot kind of moments. Which is kind of why, like, it felt like a video game thing where it's like, I don't know, something just happened. Now you got to deal with it. Yeah. Instead of, like, this happened because of the character's motivation to do whatever. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I wrote down it feels like Ratchet and Clank. Hillary also told me. <laughs> that uh, she found one's crotch creepy because I think when he like crawls up everyone, you get like a crotch shot. Oh, nice. She did not did like that Did she watch the much. whole thing with you? Yeah, it's not that long. What did she, she think? She's kind of the same as me. She's just kind of like, I don't know, it's kind of boring and like <laughs> there's no real story. Yeah, um, fair. We also watched the Friday the 13th reboot and that has the same problem where it's nice. boring and ha- doesn't really have much of an interesting story. Which one do you think is better? Or which would you... Fast forward three years, which would you rather watch again? Mm, interesting. I'll forget that nine existed in three years. 
They'll probably re-release a Friday, like redo a Friday the Thirteenth by that time. <laughs> okay, so but how does that impact your? Uh... Because I might be like, uh, let's see, um, you know, let's watch the one with Kevin Bacon, and then maybe oh, the, skip a couple oh, yeah. of the middle ones, and then we'll watch the new one. I thought I thought you were gonna say like because you'll forget about nine, you'd rather watch that because at least it's like no, some... I'd rather. I'll probably end up watching Friday the Thirteenth, two thousand and nine. I think it was released in 2009. Well, no, I meant the the specific Friday the 13th you watched versus... Yeah, this is the one I watched. Oh. The 2009 reboot of Friday, Friday the 13th. But oh. I feel like I'll just watch that one again more recently. You know? Sure. I don't think let's you do. Let me, let me explain it again. Let me explain it nope. again. Let's jump forward in the plot a little bit. So they they go to the robot base. They basically attempt to, or no, they don't. Or yeah, they attempt to kill it. And I think um, they think they do, right? Yeah, they think they did. So basically, the <sighs> way they do it is like they uh, they throw a giant fire bear. Well, first nine has to go into the base to save seven and eight. He does not succeed in saving eight. So, actually, I guess we skipped this part. Eight gets taken. He's he's using a magnet to make himself high, mm-hmm. which isn't explained, but that's one of the things where I'm like, you don't really need to explain it. I'm just going to assume he's some weird me- mechatronic machine. <laughs> Interesting. He puts the magnet up to his head. His eyes go fuzzy, whatever. I do find it weird that he spends the whole time going, ooh, ooh. But uh, anyway, thought that was interesting. He goes out alone into the courtyard, gets taken by, like, this weird snake with a baby doll head. Um, yeah, it felt very, it, like, like, something that Sid made in uh, Toy Story in 1. Toy Story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it did. But uh, it sews him up and, like, puts it, it puts him inside of it. Um, yeah, it just eats And then up. does the same with Seven. Uh, mm. Anyway, so fast forward, Nine tries to save them does not succeed in saving eight eight gets his soul sucked out succeeds in saving seven um in a a somewhat cool action sequence where he like cuts through the stomach of this snake yeah i did find it kind of weird he does this whole contraption where he like distracts the snake but then, like, runs away too soon so that, like, the distraction didn't... Like, he puts, like, canvas on his light bulb thing so that it thinks that's him and attacks it and starts sewing it up. Mm -hmm. But then, like, rather than leaving the light bulb there and using that opportunity to, like, get it while it's distracted, he just, like, runs out from there. So it just immediately sees him and starts chasing him. But then it gets, like, he, like, tied it to some gears and it gets chewed up and killed whatever but uh he saves seven they run out of there the twins six five and one push a flaming barrel down into the like yeah factory and the whole factory explodes pretty sick i guess um and then they have the over the rainbow sequence yeah they find a record player play over the rainbow everything is happy everyone's smiling goofing around joking dancing everything is cheery did you believe that it was no and i didn't really like how that was done either it felt very like 
I think that's the wrong song for what they were trying to achieve. But I guess it's hard to pick a different song in ni- when it's said in 1940 and it has to like be a plausible record that was released. Yeah. But I was just kind of like, I don't know. There's no real impact to that song. It's not like super celebratory. It's a pretty downbeat song. Like some, like it wasn't even an upbeat version or something. So you're just kind of listening to like, and they're doing these weird pranks where like the twins are riding the handle and like flashing Flashing their eyes at seven and then she like scares them. And then you just see this thing like crawl over the mountain and it, well, yeah, cause five is like looking at the other vinyls because I guess mm-hmm. he's going to put another record on and one of them rolls away. He chases it down a hill into the rubble. Yeah, idiot. it's pretty sick. Um, and then he basically sees the big robot in like through the smoke kind of like getting up. Um, and I do kind of like how that is how like from that point forward is done where it's like you kind of see it in the smoke you kind of realize what it is before five does mm-hmm. it cuts back over the rainbow still playing then you see him like running and he's like it's still alive it's still alive we didn't kill it and then like i think one of the twins is like on the record spinning around and then like trips over the record and makes it like like <laughs> go off and like that's when all of a sudden it's like I don't know I feel like I like how it moved from the happy into the like panic I do agree that like the happy sequence like maybe it is just song choice but I feel like it just could have been done in a way that I believed that it was actually happy and over better um, but once it actually does the transition I like it yeah uh, I don't like that five gets killed like I kind I of know, feel like happen, you know, they got numbers. They're going to kill them all. Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess I just feel like if this movie, like, I feel like nine times out of 10, this movie is made five makes it to the end or five makes like a sack, like a, like one sacrifices himself later in the movie mm-hmm. when they ultimately defeat the robot. Like, in my mind, I'm like, that is where five should. I don't know. I just didn't expect, upon my first watch, five to, like, die there. Especially because I feel like he's the most likable character, at least in my mind. Mm-hmm. Probably just because it's John C. Riley, but he, it's, he just does a good job. Yeah, I guess like, so. He's the most likable one to me. And, like, they kill him after they've tried to convince you that like everything's okay so it's just i don't know his death kind of feels like very uh emotionally manipulative i guess i don't know yeah i i don't know i think like the script is so unspecific about the plot points that this could basically have just been anything kind of covering the script like you could have put any style or whatever over the script and like sure it could have worked like there's probably like six like so many other movies that are just 
built exactly like this one. They just have a different aesthetic. So like, yeah, it's manipulative, but like, I don't know. I don't even know if manipulative is the word. It just feels like it's supposed to be like the, uh, what's it called? The dark night of the soul in the script where it's like, you have a peak and then you have a major low and then you build yourself back up and then you have a happy ending. You know what I think it's like? What? It's like if at the end of Return of the Jedi, the Death Star <laughs> exploded and they succeeded. But you know how Lando Calrissian is in the Millennium Falcon? He blows up like the like reactor core or whatever and he's like flying out of it and like fire's almost getting to him but then he gets out just in time and goes, yeah, or whatever. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's like if that happened, but Lando died there, Mm -hmm. where it's just like, okay, like that would just feel weird where it's like, this is kind of like a moment of like triumph and success and like, we're just going to kill like a likable character. Why? But it's not like he got hit by a falling rock while they were celebrating, right? Like, it was a moment of triumph and success that was under, or, like, cut off by the fact that they weren't actually successful. Yeah. So, it's not like, like, it's not like someone, like, they just shot him, you know? Like, he died because they didn't actually get the job done. Um, I guess so. And they need to figure out another way. And, like, I think it's supposed to reestablish, like, stakes of, like, this thing is dangerous and it could kill you. But I, like, five, I guess, is the most likable character, but it's not like I care about any of them, you know? Fair. I understand. It's kind of like, I don't know. Yeah, I like him, but, like, I like a lot of dogs. I liked almost, <laughs> I like almost every dog. <laughs> okay. You know? Would and you rather have a dog or a, a, a stitch punk? Probably a dog, because... Stitch Punk seems annoying. Um, they seem like, I don't know, they'll try to talk. Here's the truth. I always, like, as a kid, dreamed of, like, my action figures coming to life and me just, like, having a little friend. So I got to choose Stitch Punk there. I love <laughs> dogs, but. And I guess you could still see that to this day. <laughs> uh, yeah. I could still see I could still see um, what. <laughs> Uh, you got anything else or can I ask you some questions? I I do just briefly, uh, just to wrap it up. The robot gets stuck in a bridge. Yeah. One wants to kill it. They somehow find a cannon. Well, no, before they try to kill it, nine has to go on a fetch mission back to the main room. (laughs) The first room. Yeah. Where he basically goes back because six basically... Let, lets himself die and is like okay with it because I think he's like because fi- he keeps saying find the source go back to the source and then eventually he's like the scientist go back to the source um, and Nine's like okay I'll go back to the scientist so Nine runs because, like three hours away and <laughs> yeah. and well, watches a movie and then runs three hours back so six notices that when the souls, because he notices it when five is, uh, gets his soul sucked out. 
that when the soul gets sucked out, you briefly see them in the red eye and then they Mm -hmm. like fade away. So six is like, oh, they're in there. So then he tells nine that nine believes him. No one else does. But uh, so then that's why nine goes back to the scientist basically to like figure something out. I don't know. Um, Then watches the little video message that the scientist left for him, I guess. And he basically tells him, like, you guys are all parts of me. Uh, this is what happened. Here's the sequence to press this device in to kill the robot, basically. Mm-hmm. Goes back. Uh, goes to kill the robot. Very what much I a don't video get, game mission. Yeah. What I don't get is one sacrifices himself for nine so that nine can get the device and take it off and kill the robot. But if one didn't jump in front of nine to sacrifice himself, was nine just going to get hit and then everyone watches his soul get sucked out and then they're like, well, we we don't know what to do now. Oh, no, because he, he in the, draws in the sand and shows them the sequence to do. So I guess seven was going to do it. I don't know. I, I don't but, know. It's just like a, it's character sacrificing itself. So you could say you have character progression. Where I do, one well, yeah. goes from like an one angry of the notes old I wrote to... was that one sucks ass during the entire duration of the film, literally until he dies, mm-hmm. and then he does one thing. I do like what one says though, because he's kind of mumbling to himself, and he says, uh, "I'm paraphrasing, but like he says something like, they left us with nothing. Why should we right their wrongs?'" And he's talking about like humanity. Mm-hmm. Um. And I don't know. I found that interesting that, like, the, I think a lot of his, like, disdain and, like, personality throughout the movie can be, like, kind of tied to that belief that, like, they they all killed each other and we're left here. Like, why do we have to do anything to, like, fix that? We can just, like hunker down and like survive like we don't have to i don't know i just found that to be an interesting line and then he's like sometimes uh, the future of many requires a sacrifice of one or some bullshit like that anyway jumps in front good riddance mm-hmm. he was kind of a pe- fucker anyway um yeah i he gets know. killed nine kills the robot this is the scene i actually want to talk about and then we'll end it because uh, i can tell that you no longer want to talk about this movie <laughs> for the rest of your life I think. um but the funeral scene where they like he puts nine puts a sequence into the thing and then all of the souls come out of the machine and like stand by their graves yeah and then float away what was your thoughts on that scene why are we not done <laughs> see <laughs> okay i don't know i was just kind of like i don't know what this is doing for any of it I maybe if they came back to life or something or like they went into their bodies, but like you're sending them off to Stitchbot heaven. Like well, what yeah, are we and the then only... they turn into rain and why do they care about rain? They don't eat food and they don't drink water and like Can I make a response to that? Yeah, you can try. Thanks. So, I like the scene a lot, but I don't get it. 
Um, <laughs> like, I like it because it feels hopeful and it feels like we're actually getting a send-off and, like, it's, like, the only, I feel like, satisfying tied end in the whole movie, basically. Um, but I also don't understand what's happening or why. Like, okay, their souls were in that thing and now they're letting them out. But, like... Is that them? They, like, like one puts his hand on Nine's shoulder. Are they able to, like, interact with the mortal world? I None of them talk. I think the metaphor is, like, those killed by evil are watching over us and can see the good we've done or something along those lines. Yeah, the only context we give for, like, what happens to them, because they just kind of float away, is that Seven goes, they're free now. (laughs) So it's like, I guess their souls were trapped before, and now they're, like, free. Yeah. Um, But, like, it's just a bit confusing. I will say I do like, and it makes me a bit a bit sad but like i kind of liked how all of them kind of just like when their ghost souls come out they kind of just are like hi and then walk to their graves but when five comes out i feel like he kind of like looks at nine with like a slightly like nervous scared face Mm -hmm. and nine kind of gives him a nod and like it looks like five is kind of like like, he doesn't smile or anything, but he kind of gives, like, a solemn nod back, like, kind of in acceptance, it feels like to me. So, like, I interpreted Are you telling that me you as, cried during the end of this movie? I didn't cry. I didn't cry. No. It's but, okay like, if you I, cried. I didn't, but uh, I appreciate Men are allowed that to cry. Regardless. Um, you can, be, you can be sad without crying, but... Uh, this movie made you sad? <laughs> Just that part, because I I don't know, it felt like all of the others had, like, accepted that they were dead. But, like, it felt like, f- I interpreted it as five was kind of, like, looking at nine and being like, wait, I'm, like, I'm, like, dead, dead. Like, this is it. And nine kind of being like, yeah. And five being like, and, like, just kind of having to accept, like, I think five thought that there was a chance for him to come back and that was kind of him being like oh wow no this is it i don't know it just felt like a weird little beat that i liked um yeah in that i don't know i liked it and then as for the rain thing i think it doesn't do anything for the stitch punks but i think what it was implying was just that like the scientist's goal uh, succeeded where like he put himself into these creatures to preserve life on earth and like yeah it wasn't in a great way like a like (laughs) great way like you were saying they're like nine little sack boys basically Mm -hmm. that's not really life but like what they did resulted in life being created because like they show the raindrops have like little amoeba or whatever the fuck in there yeah um I don't know how that works, but I think that's what it was implying. Like, I don't know how souls go into the sky, make rain, rain got amoeba in it. But anyway, I, that's like, the end of that. I don't think everything has to be logical, but like, I also just don't. 
it's hard to suspend disbelief when like it kind of plays the line between them being like real people and also not being and also like i don't know yeah it just it's a very confusing movie i wish it was a little better yeah um and if you're all done i have one question for you and then we can i have just a couple things left but i'm gonna speed run you always have things left i know it's it's actually kind of insane um (laughs) it's actually kind of insane (laughs) (laughs) i did like how after uh nine put the thing in the thing and killed two and they ran back i liked how five was actually mad at him and seven was actually mad at him like literally why the fuck would you do that and he was like i'm sorry i didn't know and i think they're kind of like he didn't know so like we can't be mad at him but like he also didn't know why why would he he do do that that? yeah Yeah. (laughs) like i like that they were actually mad at him uh now first uh just some quick facts and then you can go to it uh Alan Oppenheimer plays the voice of the scientist responsible for the destruction of the world and responsible for the stitch punks. Uh, he was also the cousin of J. Robert Oppenheimer. Uh, so it's just kind of interesting. Makes sense. That, uh, you know. Living I in a post-Oppenheimer of- world really gives yeah. you new context to it. Destruction of the world runs in the family, I guess. Uh, and then the last thing. Uh, I remember this from the trailer, and then I read it as a fun fact, and I was like, oh, yeah. Uh, the f- film was released on September 9th, 2009, which was uh, the nine, date nine, nine. is 999, and the movie's called Nine. Who could have done that? it's a nine that? out of ten movie, right? Oh, yeah, sure it is, butter. <laughs> butter. <laughs> I didn't like that. Butter. Okay. That's the last that I'm sharing. So... <laughs> Um, I guess the question is, in what world does this belong in horror movie month? (laughs) (laughs) So here's the thing. (laughs) Is Uh, it because you thought it was scary when you were a kid? I think it was because, uh, it's like got scary themes and spooky ideas but like i mean here's the truth and honesty i've always kind of thought the the scenes of the stitch punks getting their souls sucked out was a little disturbing uh so that's kind of why i chose it now here's my other defense i didn't remember this movie very well uh so i think if you go back to the alien episode and we're talking about how i still hadn't chosen my my second movie for the month i had gone with get out but then we decided to do jordan peele month next year Mm -hmm. and then i was gonna do signs but then i realized that's a movie about aliens and you and i had both chosen two other movies about aliens so i was kind of like i don't want to do another aliens movie and then we kind of decided that this was scary month not horror month so I was like, I could probably squeeze nine in there, man. I guess you I could. Know. It's just, you know, not here's not necessarily a scary movie. I should say, just to yeah. just to have the people know that this is a bit of theme fraud. You've defrauded the theme of the month, and that's okay. Here's the thing that's okay. You this can do that. Just you as, can do that. This is this is just as much 
a, a scary movie for scary movie month as silence was an adam driver movie for adam driver month that's my thought i feel like we've um, had worse fits in <laughs> in months of like yeah but adam driver was in that movie and it's like yeah he's working with one of the great directors and it like you're telling me there's nothing spooky about this movie dude no I could watch this movie with the lights off and three wolves in the room and I'd still be fine. I would not be scared at all. So, hey, you, hey, it's done. Hey, hey, let me throw out another accusation real quick. It's done. Close Encounters of the Third Kind for Best and Worst Month. And in that episode, you said that you wouldn't even put it in the top five of our list. Where is it sitting on the list now? Where is it sitting on the list now? 11 that's pretty good that's pretty good we've done 50 movies i don't think that's but but i'm just saying for best you chose a movie you didn't even think was yeah but that's also a bit of an opinion thing like maybe in another crowd that could have hit sure oh and what did you think i was gonna put close encounters of a third kind in the top five i thought there was a chance because i think I it's don't got want a bit to of that. argue about this. It's a Look, little here's silly. the thing. All I'm saying is you've committed fraud. Sure. And that's okay. Here's the and thing. I'll this is bound you. to happen. I'm f- okay with it happening <laughs> and the result being me getting a movie I wanted to put on the pod but had no idea what month to put it in. The other thing <laughs> like, that I find slightly more egregious, though, is that next month is animation month. Mm, so... <laughs> So, I mean, you just had to wait, like, two weeks. <laughs> yeah, but I have other movies I wanted to do more in Animation Month, so... And we'll see what those are... Next month. Coming up. <laughs> um. Anyway, I just so wanted, where I just want... wanted that to make that known. And where would I, I like... I understand. Because, uh, honestly, I finished the movie and I was like, I'm not sure that fits. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But it's over, it's happened. Uh, if you were really hoping for horror movies and watched nine uh, for our podcast, I apologize. But So where are we putting Adam something. Driver in this thing? Um, Maybe as like... Does eight say anything? He does, but he mostly... Maybe as the Elijah Wood magnets. character... Elijah Wood's yeah, kind of unremarkable in the movie. Not that it's like, like it's a voice performance, but like there's no. That's rude. Um, there's no like. I don't know. I just like there's nothing special about his performance in this movie. Yeah, I, I do feel like he's a very vanilla protagonist. Um, mm-hmm. He's kind of like. So yeah, maybe I throw Adam Driver in there. Yeah, uh, I was gonna say, put him on a. I guess just because his voice sounds closest to John C. Riley, a part of me's like put him on five. But I think I, John C. Riley's really good, though. That. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So yeah, maybe maybe put him as nine. I don't know. Uh, um, yeah, that's fine. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't care about that one. <laughs> okay. Okay. Do Do you want me to say where I put it first? Because I know you're gonna put it lower. <laughs> Okay, yeah, sure. I was thinking just above Waves. No, I'm joking. I think that would kill you. Um, 
that was the I could tell you rolled your eyes with your eyes closed. I can also tell that you really want to leave this call <laughs> and go eat something. So let's wrap this up quick. I don't know. I'd probably put it above like Dude, what are you thinking right now? I have no idea. I haven't really thought. I probably should have thought about this before. I'd probably put it above, like... I think I'm losing That it. awkward moment. That awkward... Okay, thank God. Okay. I was worried. And honestly, I feel very strongly about putting it above that awkward moment. <laughs> I was worried you were going to put it, like, around Apollo 13 or something. <laughs> no, no, no. And no, now no. I was... That was going to be a crime. I mean, I was thinking about, like, the Wet Hot American Summer Wedding Crashers Monty Python area. But, like, I think that I like... Those three movies better? I don't know. I like those three movies better. That awkward moment... Well, no, I was going to say it was more of a debate of whether I like The Karate Kid and Weird the Al Yankovic story better than this. But I think Weird the Al Yankovic story is better made in my opinion and the karate kid at least actually maybe i'd put it above i don't know i feel like it's like on the same level as the 2010 karate kid i think i think i would put it above hardcore henry because it feels like a similar movie where it's like something is being tried out but it doesn't really work and it feels a little wrong like, but do you really think the wedding planner is better than this movie? I think there's at least Just funny and silly that things that you could watch that movie and be like, oh, that's really, really bad and stupid. And like, he, this guy's insane. And But do you think the wedding planner is more so bad it's good than a nine is almost good? Yeah, because this movie was less than 80 minutes and I was bored. And then I, don't know I guess how we just compromise because I want to put it above that awkward moment, and you want to put it. We could just put it between the that awkward moment and the wedding planner, but it's just like I, I guess that's what we do. I just kind of found this movie quite, quite. Here's boring. the thing. Here's why I'm okay with this. We gotta get more mid to bad movies on here. <laughs> yeah, all of our movies are good. I think that's fair. Um. Um, we got and here's the thing I knew it was gonna go low um, I was hoping that it was better than I remembered or that it matched up to the nostalgia that I had I guess um, but it was just fine next week we so got that, seven another number movie yeah that one I'm really excited for that one probably going around the same area on the list we'll see <laughs> I'm joking I mean here's so, one thing that it has in its corner uh, the guy who made it has made other feature-length films. As opposed nice. to this one, that has not happened. That's fair. Maybe That's soon, fair. though. Yeah. If How about this? We'll make this. If Sean Acker releases another feature-length movie, Shame. we will cover... Sure. We will cover it opening weekend. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if he ever makes a feature film again. That sounds like a deal. I mean, I think he... Honestly, he's just a VFX guy who was given the opportunity to make his short film into a feature length film. And it just didn't fully, um, that's why I feel so good giving you this proposal. All right. So that's nine. 
the uh, animated film from 2009 at 38 on the list currently under that awkward moment and above the wedding planner whoa uh uh if you're listening on spotify we've got a little uh question you can answer let us know how what you thought of the film and the question is how Um, many numbers do you know no the question is what did you think of the film (laughs) how many count give us every number that you remember um, and go. S- one, two, three, four, five. That's it. That's it. Honestly, that's where I leave it. You shouldn't let me punch you in the head so much. It's really hurting your brain. I think there's other things that are hurting my brain more, but I do appreciate your concern. I'll, okay, I'll keep punching you in the head. All right, Calder and I are both going to leave and go eat something, and I also have to edit this <laughs> podcast, so we'll catch you next week when we watch Seven. Uh, wrapping up our scary, spooky horror. Uh oh, yikes! Oh, what's going on? Wacky month. Um, next month is animation month, but uh, we'll talk about that more next week. Probably not much more than the, uh, we are right now. I'm rambling, trailing off. All right, bye.